Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my recap on UFC 263. And that was headlined by Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori. And we're going to start off with the main event. Blackluster main event, if I'm being honest. Um, and none of that had to do with Israel Adesanya. Israel Adesanya had to, like, did his thing. He connected with a lot of leg kicks. Uh, overall, he was landing some nice combos in this fight. Um denying most of the takedowns even when he got taken down uh he was able to get back up pretty easily marvin vittori on the other hand i think he was the reason why this fight was lackluster i really expected much more from marvin vittori to be honest um i i knew his wrestling wasn't strong enough to um to really be an issue for israel like uh compared to Jan Bohovic, who is a much bigger fighter, so he could use utilize his wrestling much better compared to someone who is the same size, same weight as uh, Israel. But uh, with Marvin, he, he didn't really have success with the takedowns. He got a couple, didn't really do much there. Um, his biggest moment was a rear naked choke. He was close to locking up a rear naked choke, but Israel escaped that. And from there, he was just getting picked apart. He had no answers for Israel on the feet. It really was just a one-sided fight, in my opinion. I, I would give it 50 to 45, personally. Um, and yeah, it, it just it wasn't the greatest fight, but it is good to see Israel back in the win column, just showing that there are levels to this game, and he is levels beyond many middleweight fighters right now um i'm excited to see his next fight with robert whitaker he said that's going to be the next fight and uh yeah i'm interested in seeing what's going to happen between those two because obviously robert whitaker has looked so good after he lost to israel the first time and it really seems like this time around it's going to be a much more competitive fight that's my early estimation for uh, their second fight, but I, I really, I'm really looking forward to their second fight, even more than their first. I remember how much hype there was around their first matchup, and I think there's even more hype now in their rematch, so I'm excited to see that fight for sure. As for Marvin Vittori, it really... Um, this is a, a big step back for sure. He looked very good. Um recently in the middleweight division but like i said there's levels to this game and obviously he's not at the level of israel adesanya who is the champion and that's an issue of course he he wants to be a champion and it's just not gonna happen especially now he, he's lost twice to israel adesanya it's gonna it's gonna be difficult for him to get back to the top and i think a good fight for him next would be paulo costa i know paulo costa just recently uh backed out of his fight against um Jared Cannonier, but uh, if he doesn't want to fight, I think that fight against uh, Marvin Vittori would be pretty good, to be honest. So I would like that fight to happen if Paulo Costa uh, gets everything together and comes back. But let's move on to the co-main event, and for me, this is the show stealer, in my opinion, and specifically Brendan Moreno. He he was the biggest winner of this fight card, and he defeated Davison Figueiredo to become the new UFC flyweight champion. And honestly, I'm very impressed with Brendan Moreno. I know a lot of people were saying Davison was going to win this second time around. I've heard some people say that it was going to be a dominant 
win by Davison Figueiredo. You know, that, that's the talk around uh, for predictions before this fight. I personally chose Brendan Moreno to win, but I didn't think he would do it so easily. That's what I thought was so impressive you know everything just kind of went his way this entire week you know from the presser the pre-fight presser with everyone just cheering for him it really showed that there was so many people behind this guy his personality just radiates good person and then his walkout when he was walking out to uh to that fight to fight davison figueredo he looked like he was a man on the mission, you know? And that was exciting to see for me. I was like, okay, this guy means business this time around. And he showed that he was business. He dropped uh, Davison in the first round with a jab. Um, overall was just dominating Davison from the feet to the ground. Wasn't really taking that much damage. And... Um, second round it gets to the second round and he Davison eventually gets uh locked up in that rear naked choke and it forces him to tap see it's one of those uh fights where it's hard to say was it Brendan Moreno who had an amazing performance or was it Davison Figueiredo who wasn't 100% that night I feel like it's a little bit of both to be honest because Davison Figueiredo this is a guy who I think is one of the greatest flyweights of all time at this point and he didn't look like himself and I think a lot of that had to do with that weight cut he's getting older as well and it didn't seem like it was his night but I also don't want to take away from Brendan Moreno because Brendan Moreno had such a good game plan he really didn't want to make it into a dog fight like the, their first fight and he was the guy who really improved after matchup number one so i think like i said it's a little bit of both brendan moreno looked very good davison figueredo not so good he wasn't his 100 percent and um yeah like i think a third fight will happen between the those two if davison figueredo is able to manage that weight cut and also um if he stays at 125 maybe he doesn't stay at 125 maybe he goes to uh 135 at this point because he is getting older and that weight cut's definitely gonna be much more difficult as he gets uh, older but brendan moreno such a beautiful win you know that post fight uh interview with joe rogan it it, it really seemed historical when i was watching it very similar to when rose nama yunus won her belt it, it felt like you were watching history in the making when that happened brendan moreno just so happy just shocked you know he couldn't believe that he, he he's the world champion now and i can only imagine how good this must feel for mexicans you know mexicans all around the world uh how proud they must be of Brendan Moreno because I was proud and I'm not even Mexican, you know? So I can only imagine their fir the first Mexican-born champion and the way he did it, it was just so dominant. There's already, someone already painted a mural of Brendan Moreno, like so quick. Like, I don't, I don't know how they did that overnight, but <laughs> that, that got done really quick. And 
I'm just so happy for Brendan Moreno. This is such a good guy. This is a guy who went from being cut by the UFC to becoming a UFC champion. It's just, it's such an impressive story and it couldn't happen to a better guy. So I hope he has a long title reign. He has a lot of fighters to uh, fight next. You know, we got um, the, the last guy he, before the draw against Davison Figueiredo, he went to draw against Askar Askarov. So people are saying that's going to be the next fight. Um, Sergio Pettis. Sergio Pettis defeated him. And it's, it's crazy. Sergio Pettis has had such a good year, not only in terms of becoming the Bellator uh, Bantamweight champion, but in terms of previous wins in the UFC. So, uh, well, not previous wins, but more so this win specifically i think uh, this one against uh, brendan moreno has aged beautifully for uh sergio pettis now so it's um we got oscar askarov next for brendan moreno maybe uh, a third fight against uh davis and figueredo i i really hope uh joe benavidez finds a way back to the top and gets another shot at the title i feel so bad for Joseph Benavidez and it it would be beautiful if he does get away find a way to get back to a title shot fights Brendan Moreno and wins it although I don't want him to win it against Brendan Moreno because I love Brendan Moreno but if that happened Joseph Benavidez finally becomes a champion then that would be such a beautiful story It, it would be even bigger than Michael Bisping becoming champion to be honest so um yeah brendan moreno as for davison figueredo that third fight is still looming in the air as well i don't think it'll happen right away simply because it was just such a dominant uh win dominant yeah dominant win for brendan moreno so i don't think that's gonna happen next but maybe just one fight and he'll be back in the title picture but it also all depends on his weight cut that's uh that's a huge thing i want to go back to the main event i want to talk about uh rafael cordero man that that, that's a coach that you want in your corner you know he was laying it down to marvin vittori as clear as possible you're not winning this you lost this round you lost this round you lost this round that's a good coach in my opinion you know like too many coaches they sugarcoat their fighter losing oh maybe you won that round oh yeah that was a good round by you but in reality they lost it and when i saw rafael cordero just tell it like it is to marvin vittori i was very impressed by that so i gotta give a shout out to rafael cordero but it was funny how you have your own coach telling you that you're losing the fight and by the end marvin vittori still was saying I felt like I won that fight. That was crazy. When I when I saw that Marvin Vittori actually thought he won that fight, it, it really made me think how different is the mindset of the fighter when they're fighting compared to when we as fans are just people in general watching the fight from afar and not actually in the cage. It really it really opened my eyes in that aspect i'm like oh man this is like a whole different world in their head when they're actually in the fight but then i i could only imagine that uh when marvin vittori watches this fight over he'll be like okay i lost it but i actually believed him like he 
<laughs> he genuinely probably thought he won that fight or was close to winning that fight. So just it, it, that was that was a crazy thing to see. So um, shout out to Rafael Cordero. That's what that's what I have to say about that. Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. This was a uh, interesting fight. Nate Diaz. Um, it, it's funny because Nate Diaz lost this fight, but he's not a loser. It, it feels like he actually he came out as a winner. You know, he he didn't he didn't even win the fight, but he still came out as a winner. That's so that's impressive. Only a, a Diaz can do that because they don't get knocked out. They they're always in the fight, and it really showed in this fight. Even though Nate Diaz was basically getting dominated for the entire fight, that fifth round that was crazy. He rocked Leon with a, a left hand, and was it? I think it was a left hand, and the fight looked moments from ending i thought oh man the bad luck that leon edwards goes through all the time is fine is going to continue basically and luckily nate diaz was showboating he pointed right after when he rocked him that was a that was a bad idea in my opinion if he didn't do that if he just kind of rushed in and uh started going started throwing with volume i think he, he could have finished that fight but it gave leon the opportunity to survive until the end and overall leon looked very good in this fight he didn't look intimidated by uh, diaz's um showboating he was landing some brutal leg kicks throughout that fight it was crazy how nate diaz was still walking by the end of it to be honest and um Overall, very solid performance by Leon Edwards. I was kind of disappointed with Nate in the sense that usually he's a guy with who throws with a lot of volume. You see him pressing forward, just throwing like crazy. But with this fight, you could see he was kind of tentative and he wasn't following that game plan. And I think he, he respected the power of Leon Edwards. He knew that if he gets in a dogfight with Leon Edwards, it will get into dangerous territory and... Yeah, it's uh, it did suck that he he didn't follow his usual game plan of volume striking, but overall, like I said, he he comes out of this fight as a winner. Still, people still are gonna want to see him. People are gonna remember that final minute of the fight when he almost won. Basically, if if he won that fight in the final minute, it would have been huge. It would have been his biggest win, the biggest win of his career, without a doubt to get dominated and then in the final minute just win it like that against a, a top fighter in Leon Edwards it, it also shows that Nate Diaz he could hang with these guys you know so he's he's not a loser I can't I can't say he lost even though he got defeated by Leon Edwards he's not a loser in this fight but as for Leon who actually did win the fight um you got to give him a title shot next I know uh there's Kobe Covington who wants to fight for that uh championship next but after that I think it, it it's got to be Leon Edwards versus uh the winner of Kobe versus Kamaru because it, it's it's insane this guy is on a it, it wasn't an eight-fight win streak until the Bilal Muhammad no contest, but then he gets this win again. So he's been undefeated for nine, ten fights now. So 
even in that Bilal Muhammad fight, he looked really good. You know, before that, uh, I poke, I thought he was winning pretty easily, very easily in my opinion. So Leon Edwards deserves a title shot. As for Nate Diaz, I think he has so many options right now. He could fight whoever he wants. Everyone's going to tune in to Nate Diaz fight. So um, there's Conor McGregor. If Conor loses against Dustin Poirier next month, got to make that third fight with Nate with Nate Diaz that's the time to make it um if it's not Nate we also got Jorge Masvidal in my opinion I I think Jorge Masvidal was it looked so dominant in their first fight I don't I don't see the purpose of a second one but we all know people are going to watch that fight regardless so that's on the table as well and um who else would be good for Nate Diaz? Just, there's a lot of options for Nate Diaz, but he's got two big money fights on his plate waiting for him, basically. So, this guy really set himself up without even having to become a champion, and I think that in itself is a huge accomplishment in this sport. So, good for Nate Diaz, good for Leon Edwards. Let's talk about uh, Bilal Muhammad defeating Damian Maya by unanimous decision. Pretty dominant uh, win by Bilal Muhammad. Uh, I would say I, I would give him maybe two two rounds to one. The first round he was defending most of the takedowns. I, you could even give him that round as well, but it was round two and three when he started to let go of his hands more. And um, Damian Maya's age really did show in this fight. He was unable to really get anything done he looked slow but he, he didn't look bad you know he didn't look bad in the sense of what a 43 year old should look like in a ufc cage so for him to stay three rounds in this fight i'm pretty impressed with it to be honest so that's what that fight was i am kind of disappointed in Bilal in the sense that you know you got him you got a main card slot you know you he could have done a lot with this if he had a nice finish against Damian Maya. I really would have got his name up there in the welterweight division, but it was just a win at this point. So you know that's that's what I think about it. Good for Bilal Muhammad, but he's gonna have to kind of continue uh, building that momentum, I guess. Paul Craig, let's talk about Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill. That was. That was crazy. Paul Craig, he pulls guard, attempts an arm bar. That, uh, that doesn't work. Uh, Jamal Hill escapes it. And then Paul Craig attempts it again the exact same way. And Jamal Hill, it, it was disgusting. Like the way Jamal Hill's arm like basically like popped, it, it popped out and it went 90 degrees the other way. And then... He locks up a triangle choke and then starts hammer fisting Jamal Hill's head. And then you see his arm just like flopping around like this. Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe the ref, that ref should not ref a fight again. That was crazy. That was one of the most disgusting stoppages I've seen. He stopped it after so many hits to the head and then so many flops like this. He tried to tap Jamal Hill. He couldn't because his hand is basically just flopping so he can't tap with that couldn't tap with the other one it was I, I couldn't believe it i couldn't believe that referee i wish that was disgusting it was disgusting the way that 
finish happened, how his arm was just flopping around like that. I, I couldn't believe how you're standing right there and you don't realize that, all right, we should probably stop this fight, but hard hammer fist to the head, arm flopping. The arm flopping was just really, was the disgusting part. You know, I've never seen anything like that. And you could tell he couldn't do anything about it. And that's when a ref has to realize, oh shit, his arm is broken. We got to step in. But <sighs> that happened, you know? And uh, after that, I'm like, there's no way this guy should be refing another fight again. I know that's not the UFC's... Uh, responsibility or choice to have that ref to not referee a fight again but if i was the commission i'd look at that and be like you gotta uh go back to the local uh, regional circuit and uh ref those fights before we even consider you to come back to the biggest stage of mma so very horrible stoppage i feel bad for jamal hill luckily no long-term sustained injury they just popped back his arm and he was good but oh man even when they were announcing the decision his arm was just like dangling and everyone was like it was, it was disgusting like that was one of the worst stoppages i've seen in my life in my opinion um yeah that was that was messed up but good for paul craig very impressive with his uh jiu-jitsu and um what else can i say that brad riddell fight versus drew dober that was fun um but aside from that, yeah, not, nothing else really uh, that really um, excites, I guess. But um, if I was, not if I was to give a score for this card, my score for this card would be a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I think a 7 out of 10 would, would be good. Uh, what The fights I did like were Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill, Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz, Brendan Moreno versus Davison Figueiredo. Um, the main event was is kind of a reason why I bring it back to a 7 in my opinion. And that Bilal Muhammad, I wish he did more in that fight to be honest. Uh, Brad Riddell was cool against uh, Drew Dober, but nothing really excited me in the prelims to push a 10-8. So I would say... A 7 is is solid. 7 out of 10. Let me know what you think. What was your favorite moment? How would you rate this card? And I hope you have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye.